Hey everyone, Joey here. Popping in at the beginning because there wasn't really a good spot anywhere in this episode, like in the middle, to do any kind of a little break. So I'm just going to do the announcements here at the beginning. I don't really have that many announcements actually, but I do need to put in an announcement about content. Content warnings will be down in the description of this episode, so go ahead and check those out before you start listening. Work on the Patreon is coming along. Um, we're hoping to have that done and completed hopefully by the middle of September so that we can get that up, out, and running for you guys. Also, coming up in October, since it is spooky season, we are going to be running a one-shot. More information on that will come later on in this month. Other than that, I think that's all for me. Go ahead and enjoy the episode. Where'd my thing uh, last time? Here we go. I found it. Make sure there's no spiders in it this time. Okay. Got it. Yes, we don't want you squishing Frank. I don't give a fuck about Frank. If they're in my house, they die. All right. Kill Frank. Welcome back to another episode of Inspirational Crits. A game of D&D where I try to make my players curse or cry by rolling dice. (laughs) The last time that we played, the party took the job from Nathaniel and Alistair Whitelock to investigate an abandoned village in Neverwinter Wood. When they got there, Artemis, Victor's pet owl that he awakened and can now talk, wanted nothing to do with the manor and his instincts were correct. Because once the party entered the manor grounds, they found that they couldn't leave. Upon investigating the manor further, they found unsettling evidence of a massacre that happened several decades ago. They met the ghost of the servant Vin Kuehl in the graveyard, who told them that they were probably just going to die like the rest that came before them. And the clock above the back gate rang once, and dozens of wraiths swarmed the grounds. Once the haunting was over... The party continued their search of the manor and found evidence of some kind of restoration spell on the third floor. Before they could fully process this, though, a ghost came out from a nearby room. And that was where we left off as she asked, where is my baby? And you watch as she, like, walks forward. Well, doesn't walk because she's a ghost. She floats. But she, like, floats forward further into this room and you see her, like, looking around. But she doesn't seem to pay any mind to you guys just yet. Almost like she's, like, looking through you, but she is moving through the room. Neat. So, guys, we haven't checked two areas. What are we doing? Which areas did you did you say we haven't explored yet? Anything that's dark, my dude. Master no, Yarkris, would you like to see what's at the end of that hall? Yes, please. She's moving closer. Oh, yeah. She's she's very close. She's like right next to Soteria now. Victor gestures for Yarkus to head in front. <laughs> Yoink. Charlie is very excited to see a ghost in um, actual form as she talks to ghosts very often. Uh, but usually she doesn't get to see their projector form and she would like to try to approach the ghost. Oh, boy. He's going to try to approach the ghost. Yep. 
Okay. Oh, I guess I should probably have this open, shouldn't I? No, no, she's open a stat block. Yeah, see, that was my issue, is I, I pulled up roll 20 and forgot to actually launch the game. Yeah, I'm like, I should probably grab my character sheet and see if I have any abilities with ghosts. I have many abilities. None of them are talking to ghosts. All of them revolve around killing the undead. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can smite it. Would you like Would you like us to smite it and throw fire at it? Because no. that me and Yorkers can do. No. <laughs> We're going to talk to her. She could be our friend. This house is on fire. Oh, it's no. not on fire yet. yet. It could be yeah. more on fire. <laughs> Winks and <in> Salaya. <laughs> okay, so what are you doing exactly, Charlie? I'm going to pull out my arcane focus, which is my my little skeleton friend, and I'm going to hold him with both my hands, and I'm going to look at her, and I'm going to say, dear, how can we help you? So you, like, step in front of her? Yes. She's moving forward, and you step in front of her, and she stops, kind of, like, taken aback a bit, coming out of, like, a trance almost. She sees you, and she just kind of, like, stares at you, and you're standing in front of her, and she just... She looks to get angry. She says, I want my baby. And it just like grows into this screaming wail. And I need. Oh, oh that's going to be everybody. I need everybody to make a constitution saving throw. I just want to be your friend. Well, I can tell you two people get saved. Two, two extras on saves. So Terry and Victor, because they're close enough. I get to add what for it? Two. A plus two on saves. Two. So hold on. Let's go around here. So Charlie, what'd you get? Do me last, because I have like flavor with mine. Flavor. Okay. Yarkris. 15. Save. Victor. 19. Save. Soteria. So 14, 20. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. You save. Salaya. Yeah. <laughs> 16. I rolled a 15 for Trayvok, by the way. I don't know 15. what his constitution is. Uh, Trayvok has his constitution's pretty high. Yeah. It's a plus five. I figured. So a net 20. Okay. And then for you, Charlie. So Charlie's going to realize that the spirit is reaching out in anger. And I'm going to kind of do like an Anna move from Frozen where I'm just going to like grin and bear it and like force myself closer to try to show her that like I am here as a friend and that I'm, I'm willing to take whatever burden she needs to release. You're going to fucking Disney princess this shit. Wait. Uh, fucking Charlie, bitch. Was that a fear move? Because I'm immune. It was not a fear move. Okay. I mean, that that sounds like an intentional fail. Yeah, I'm, I'm intentionally <laughs> failing it. Like, I will not roll for Charlie because I'm going okay. to intentionally take the damage and take this brunt. And okay. I'm going to be like, I understand you're upset. Let's help you. As you reach forward and you push through the psychic pain, like there's like, a, it's like you have a splitting migraine now in your head. And as you're pushing forward, you reach out and your fingers just barely brush through her corporeal form. And you see like a slight look of confusion on her face before she vanishes and you seem to like lock up in place. Yeah. And I need dice. Oh no. Okay. Like mm. a dice. It's you were paralyzed for two minutes. Cool. So you guys down in the hallway just heard this ear piercing wail and then silence. Saleya and Trayvok saw Charlie and I guess Octa too. I guess I should roll for Octa. Yeah. Octa's uh, paralyzed too. We'll just go another same two minutes. Now what are you doing? Kind of freaking out. Uh, Charlie, you okay over there? 
Charlie? Uh, Victor, not to say anything bad, but I think we should go back to the other room. Charlie's not responding to... Yeah, Victor's already on his way. (laughs) Fireball! (laughs) Yeah, as you were saying that, Victor is walking and... So, Victor, you turn the corner and you see, like, Saleya and Trayvok, like, holding their heads. And then Okta and Charlie are just, like, frozen in place. And the ghost is gone. Uh, Master Yorkers, do you have any way to determine whether or not Charlie is possessed? I can, but you're not going to like it. Please explain before you do anything. <laughs> I can turn on holy. You don't think that, like, any kind of religious knowledge might help in determining this? Victor's going to take a look and see if he can, like, tell if this is just paralysis or any kind of possession. I'm going to do the same, although I don't much about religion. Yeah, yeah, give me a religion check, both of you. Okay. 15. That's a six. (laughs) I got a plus four in it, so I rolled pretty poorly. So a 15 from Saleya. Yep. The least religiously inclined person here, probably. (laughs) You're not sure if maybe it's like you've never seen a possession. You're not, you're like, ghosts aren't really your forte. You tend to avoid them. So you can't, you're not really sure. She's not acting like she has a ghost in her body. From what you've heard of possessions, the person kind of just goes crazy. And Charlie and Okta aren't really doing anything. I got a 19. Does that change things? Yeah, no, she doesn't really seem possessed. I got an idea. Victor raises the Knaith mandolin and strums a note and casts a spell magic on Charlie. So nothing really seems to happen. It doesn't seem like this is any kind of magical effect, but probably about like 10, 20 seconds after you cast the spell from your mandolin, Charlie and Octa do unfreeze up. And Charlie, you did get an immense amount of sadness and anger from this entity. Charlie is going to kind of like collapse to her knees, weighed by the feelings and immense pain from her head. And then she's just going to start like crying and like hugging herself. Yeah, Octa kind of just like slumps a little bit, but it's just like, whew, that was Uh, a lot. Victor is going to kneel down and put his hand on Charlie's shoulder and say, hey, I don't know what just happened, but you look a little shaky. And he holds out his already opened bottle of the Evermead. He kind of offers a nip off of it, as steady as you a bit. Like a piece of chocolate after a Dementor attack. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, I can only cure physical wounds, not emotional. Yeah, that's what the alcohol's for. (laughs) Alcohol cures all wounds. Yeah, it really does. Okay, Charlie will. Uh, kids. Charlie will shake her head and kind of sniffle, and take a deep breath and try to like collect herself and then let it out. And she'll like wipe her eyes like from tears and then take another deep sigh. I think we have to find her child. I agree, but I don't think that that's going to be pleasant for anyone here. That you probably already know that. No, it's going to suck, but I think it's kind of what we're locked into doing at this point. All right, then. You can't allow her to continue to suffer like this. Should we go to the room she came from? So, yeah. So the only things you haven't explored yet is the two darkened rooms and then, like, this corner of the office. 
I mean, we're going to check all the rooms, but just a thought occurs of if she left that room, why would she still be looking? And he kind of looks back at the door at the end of the hallway. I think that's our best bet. Well, I also think it's important to know where you came from so you can figure out where you're going. Maybe we can find something in the other room to help our search a little. This is also a good point. And Victor shrugs and just kind of walks over to the desk here. And he goes, well, dealer's choice, I suppose. Am I the dealer? Oh, I'm certainly not. (laughs) Somebody just flip a coin. Uh, Charlie will stand up and kind of like shakily, still feeling the weight um, and honestly self-sadness for the suffering that this woman has eternally been suffering through because she like super empathizes with spirits on a personal level and she'll go to the room that she came from. Okay. Victor follows. Charlie will reach out for Victor's hand. He takes it, of course. <laughs> so She'll you give walk. him kind of like a, a, a security blanket squeeze and then just like hold on to it <laughs> as she walks into the room. Where's the map? Where's Did we just walk map? into a fucking marketplace? No. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm offensive, you said. No. 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 Fuck y'all. <laughs> You've walked into what appears to be some kind of a conservatory. The turret window is smashed back here on this back corner from where you're assuming Oleander plummeted to her death. The room is filled with dead and rotted plants and planter boxes and in pots around the room and on shelves. And there are also bottles and canisters on the shelves and counters. Okay. Do I see anything? Give, I... me, give me an investigation check. Guidance. Oh God, my dice went everywhere. I have something um, I would like to check on before. Check on 18. <clears throat> 18. So you don't really see anything that might give you a hint as to why Oleander was in this room, but you do find looking through the many broken bottles, many of the bottles on the shelves and whatnot are broken, but you do find a couple that are still intact. Uh, you find two unbroken potion bottles. They're different, but you found two potions. One appears to be, because you've used them before, a potion of healing. The other okay. one, you're not sure. I will take them off the shelf, I guess, and dust them off, because I'm sure they're collected some dust at this point, and I oh, yeah. will pass them to Solteria to put in the bag of holding for us to identify the mystery liquid later. I can identify it, like, currently without having to cast a seance or whatever it is you have to do. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, if you want to use a spell slot, that's fine. I just... Well, oh, that's true. Victor, well, would you be actively discussing this? Because... Yeah. Victor might have some pertinent information here. Cap. Yeah. So, Joey? Cool. Okay. Yes. This is obviously up to you as the DM, but I think that a strong case could be made for Victor having some kind of advantage on this check because of his family's business, which, if you recall, was poisons. Mm-hmm. The man's name is Oleander, which he would recognize as a poisonous plant. And there's an indoor conservatory in an off-to-the-side room. Victor is thinking some of these plants may be toxic, and therefore maybe the potion. So he wants to try and identify the plants that are growing here to get an idea of that. Okay, so yeah, you do know that, (laughs) yes, Oleander is obviously her name was a poisonous plant. Uh, You do recall from the last session, Oleander and Desmond shared a passion for botany. Mm-hmm. which is why they had an in- indoor mm-hmm. kind of like conservatory. Give me, yeah, go ahead and give me an investigation check with advantage. Okay. They are they are dead though, so the check is going to be pretty high. Net 20. Plus. Plus four. So 24. It is very hard to tell mm-hmm. because they're dead and rotted. Yeah. But 
You can kind of tell by some of the dried up leaves. One or two of them are a toxic plant. Okay, we can always identify the other potion later, but I have a strong suspicion it's not going to be good for us. He points at the two planters and he goes, these two are toxic. Okay, nope, nobody drink that one. I don't see any doors where I'm at, do I? No, you don't see any doors right off the bat. No. <sighs> okay. I've this door now. It are is, they- it is open. One last question before I leave this room. Do I see any seeds? No. Yeah. Anything that might have been as long since... Just okay. like rotted away. All right. Yarkris, as you enter this room, you find various boxes filled with inventory from Desmond's Arcane Trade Network. And sitting on top of one of the boxes, you find a ledger detailing his transactions. I'm going to read the ledger. Okay. Yeah. You see, there is just a lot of just minuscule magic items trinkets, cursed items, and it appears that they're probably all in this room. What that means is that if you want, each one of you can make a roll and you might find something. I'm going to go ahead and roll in it. Investigation. Hey guys, I may have found a storeroom full of magic shit. Each of you can roll a D100 once. Oh, D100. Roll a D100. All right. I got a 56. All right. Well, I'm going to do this one person at a time. A 56. You find five gems worth 50 gold pieces each and roll another D100. 24. You find a potion of healing. So like five gems and a potion of healing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who wants to go next? I got oh, a 50. I already 50. rolled, so... Oh. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You already said. Sorry, I got a 50. A 50. You find eight art objects worth 25 gold pieces each. Various, like, small carvings, statues. Eight worth 25? Alrighty. Mm-hmm. And then roll a D100 for me. Alrighty. I got a two. You find another potion of healing. Yay! What is next? Uh, 47. I think it was. Yep, 47. 47. You find five art objects worth 25 gold pieces each. And roll a D100 again for me. Okay, 29. You find a potion of healing. There's a fuck ton of potions of healing, you guys. Yeah. You just like keep looking in the same Jokes box. on us. The entire table is just potions of healing the whole way. <clears throat> Did anybody else want to dig through this room? Yep. All right. Go ahead, Abby. Charlie wrote a 38. A 38. You find seven gems worth 10 gold pieces each. And I'm sorry, what was it that you rolled the number? 38. 38. And then roll a D100 for me. Uh, I rolled zero is 10, right? Yeah, double no. zero. I, I literally rolled double zero and... Zero. Is that just zero? Am I just zero? A double zero and zero? Yes. That's a 100. Okay. Is it a, another potion of healing? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I can't believe you rolled a 100. You guys watch as you're like all looking through and you find like everybody's finding like all oh, small little art objects and gems. Charlie pulls this cloth wrapped round object out of a box and it's probably about the size of like a volleyball if y'all knew what a volleyball was what's a volleyball what is god talking about (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so you like unwrap it from the cloth and it's just like glass sphere i'm not sure what it is but it looks fancy made of glass keep it wrapped (laughs) it's a plantier charlie charlie will look at it later she'll just pocket it in her own satchel to uh identify ladle later ladle identify ladle 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 lad
Centaria rolled a 23. Yes, I am here, but yes. let me know when you want my number. A 23. You find five uh, art objects worth 25 gold pieces each. Cool. And that's all you can really manage to find. And last but not least, I guess I can roll for... Ooh, where's my D100? That Trayvok roll. Yeah, Trayvok. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I would like to search the room. Uh, okay. I got a nine. A nine, okay. You got a health potion. I sure hope so. <laughs> you find six gems worth ten gold pieces each, and that's really all you can find. You're you're plus plus six two GP. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're gems. But... Yeah. I know. Uh, let's see. Let's yeah, roll for Octa. <laughs> let's see what she gets. Well, she only rolled a three. <laughs> yeah, Octa. Hey, look at that. Octa can't find anything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, the ranger can't find anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, Octo couldn't find anything. You guys, for last dibs. Yeah, y'all picked everything over. <laughs> Octo walks in a room that was once full of boxes, and now it looks like a move-in ready dorm. Charlie will feel bad for Octa, and so she'll hand her the seven gems that she found. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I just got lame. Yeah, keep that on a <laughs> keep that on a side note for. I, I got it. I have it written. You got it written down. All right, and that seems to be the only thing that's in this room. Okay, so there's one more room, right? Let's go to that room. Well, there's no more doors. You haven't checked this corner area. You guys checked this area, and then the ghost. I don't came see out. any ping. Sure, yeah, send me to whatever anything. corner we haven't checked. That's there. Any- Victor is going to walk down this hall. Gonna, gonna just walk over here. Just going to go ahead and do a investigation. Go ahead, give me an investigation check. Of 19. Okay, 19. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Searching through this desk, you find that this desk probably belonged to Oleander. Um, because you're finding a lot of things that are written in a feminine hand. And you also find two letters. Let me go to campaign images. I'm going to drop some in here for you guys. This isn't baby. Victor, read these. <laughs> hey, Soteria. Yes. How often do you see a hallway with nothing at the end of it? That's a good question. Back home, we just called it future expansion. Look, well, it could be that, but also it seems like someone whose architect didn't do nearly enough work trying to hide something. Has Trayvok true-sighted it? I sure can. Okay, so you find two letters. You find one that was written by Oleander that seems as though um, she was going to be sending it out, but didn't get the chance to. You could always just read these letters to us. Okay. Come on, God. And then I'll send them to you at the end. (laughs) That way we're not wasting time. So the first one... The first one you find from Oleander to someone else is, it says, Dear Rin, I know times are a bit worrisome at the moment, but you simply must come to stay a season with Desmond and I. It's been far too long since I have seen you and you have done so much for us. We must repay you somehow. We also have the most wondrous news to tell you when you get here. I'm looking forward to seeing you, your friend, Oleander Valentine. The second letter you find is written to her, and it says, Dear sister, Alistair and I are doing just fine. Father won't find us. It's you I'm concerned about. Rin tells me that our father has lost his mind, although we knew that day was not far off. He tells me he may be close to discovering your whereabouts. I'm pleading with you now. You and Desmond should leave your home just long enough for father to lose your trail. You can come and stay with Alistair and I. He misses you, and I do too. Whatever you choose, I'm here for you. We're the only family we have left. I don't want to lose you. Let me know that you're all right. I'll keep an eye on father the best I can. 
Love your brother, Nathaniel Whitelock. Okay, so I'm the only one that knows those right now. Mm-hmm. What do I find over there? You find Yarkris finding the letters. Mm. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Dope. I get bored and walk away. <laughs> I'm like, That's if I'm cool. not, if I'm not being possessed or finding mm. rare treasures, I don't want nothing to do with it. Hey, Victor. Yeah. That. What's up, buddy? You know a Nathaniel Whitelock? Uh, I don't know. Hey, God, do I? What? Do I know a Nathaniel Whitelock? You all know a Nathaniel Whitelock. You literally met him like half. Is he one of the husbands? Yeah, he was the shop owner, wasn't he? Yes. Wait, and and Uh, the other one is the other guy, right? We know both of them. mm Mm-hmm. Oh. So. Yeah, I know. He owned that shop. How do you not remember that? Because it's been three fucking weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I did say Uh, their names at the beginning of the episode, though. I wasn't paying attention, to be fair. Oh, well. Also, Oriolander's last name was Valentine, apparently. That's morbid. A poison Valentine. Well, she was married to Desmond Valentine. Still morbid. And this is Whitelock's father's doing. Hmm. Seems like the shopkeepers were... Never mind, I was about to say something stupid. Withholding some information? Yes. Yeah. Hey, I just remembered something. You remember how the shopkeeper said that we could still come back even if we failed? Yes, he said that. They lied. I'm sorry, they said what? They said that we could still come back even if we failed. We only had to try. I don't think that they lied. I think that they want, they would love for this to be resolved, and even attempting oh. to is nice. Oh, no, I certainly understand that, but here's a quick question. Should we decide to leave right now, could we? Probably. They what happened in the other hell house? Hang on, they anticipated that if we fail, we die and we become lost. Yeah, I tried to walk outside. I tried to walk out the gate and suddenly I was walking back in. Which means we would show up up at the shop because we are now lost. Well, this is a real Scooby-Doo mystery. Yeah. (laughs) I hand the letters over to Victor. Victor pockets them. Anyways. Okay. Uh, Trayvok? Yeah? Can you do your eye thing in this hallway and let us know if anything's fucky? I sure can, because I already popped it off earlier, so I'm assuming it's not longer than, what, five, ten minutes later? So, yes. I look at it. All right. Says, Boy, howdy. That, that do be a hallway. That do be a hallway. And I'm not with your with your magical eye that sees magic. Well, it doesn't see magic things. It's, oh. Well, it, has, it sees reveals things. Yes, yeah, so it, it reveals what sight. is hidden. Okay. It reveals things true form. You see at the end of the hallway right here, uh, something does ping on your true sight. And it appears to be some kind of a magical ward inscribed on a secret passage. Ah, indubitably. I, I, I do declare that there there be a magical ward down there on a secret passage. <laughs> and now that he points this out, you guys can see that it was, they're small and they're hidden under like debris and dust. But there was like these wedges of like metal wedged underneath what appears to be a door frame. Like somebody wedged it shut from the outside. Mm, can I try and tell what that ward is? Yeah, give me a arcana check. 16? Yeah, it appears to be some kind of a magical ward, ward barring the passage of undead. None of us are undead, right? Hey, Marcus, try tackling that wall. Move out of the way. I'm going to put all of my force into this. That is a 26. 26. Hold on. I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, no. It sure does something. <laughs> something <laughs> happens. <clears throat> Yarkers broke the no. entire house. <laughs> <laughs> so you bust into the store like it's nothing. 
And inside, you feel this cold wind just rush past you. And you hear the laughter of a child. Inside, lying on the floor, is the remains of a body holding the remains of a small child. And immediately, you guys, it's faint, but you can hear the clock from the back gate chime one more time. And then you start to hear the haunt happening again as the wraiths storm the castle grounds. Everybody in the room, everybody in the room, everybody in the room right now. (laughs) This is not the time to argue. How big is this room? Doesn't matter. I will stand in front. As Victor passes you, Yarkris, to go into the room, he uh, touches you, and we're going to go ahead and do protection from good and evil. I cast Minor Illusion to make as much of Yarkris as possible look like a door. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so so I can also join him up front because I can take a few hits. So, all right, well, align in, yourselves. We're in whatever configuration we want. So, I Octa don't even know that I'm on the right layer of the map, TBH. Scroll down. Uh, whole way down. Uh, yeah. I did the same thing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We have positioning boards. And if this is the haunt I think it is, we're in trouble. Are we sure we don't want to be like in this room or we got room to maneuver? They have to get through a us. A bottleneck first. means that we only have to fight one at a time. This is true. Then I should be in the back here along the wall so I can hit him with right spells. Well, I was going to say, do you want to be in the front front, Yarkris? Because right now I'm in front of you, correct? Yarkris, move up past Trayvok. Yoink. Through the windows looking over the back of the manor grounds, you guys can see the wraiths led by the one main looking one, like in the ceremonial robes, pretty much reenacting their steps, retracing their steps that they did the first time you saw them, where they went into the graveyard, into the crypt. You see the smoke rising from the crypt and then the wraiths breaking into the house and you can hear it now. You can hear the uh, wraiths breaking into the house. Now that you are inside the house while this is happening, you can hear the glass doors of the dining hall shatter, wood splintering and screams from down below as they travel up through the spiral staircase. From the stairwell area, you hear very muffled sets of running feet. Give me perception checks, you guys. 23. 18. I don't see shit because I'm in the very back of the thing, right? Nine. Not necessarily. Okay, so you got a nine. 15. 16. Uh, A fuck ton. Hold on. I see. Perception, right? Yeah. I think everybody rolled over. 26. I think everybody rolled over a 15, right? No, I got a nine. Oh, you got a nine. <laughs> I see Trey Fox, Saleh, and I see Charlie through the door. Saleh is just mm-hmm. fucking with Victor right now, doing the guess who thing, putting her hands he- over his eyes. <laughs> you hear a man. <laughs> you hear a man shout Oleander's name. He's imploring for her to come out. That all is well now, and she is safe from the vampire's clutches. You hear a woman. You don't see anything because you're back in this little hidey hole. You hear a woman father and you see actually, sorry, retconning. Before that happens, you hear the full when the footsteps are running up the stairs. I missed a paragraph. (gasps) You hear a woman's voice. You hear her say, take him and hide. And you hear more footsteps running. And then moments later, you see a specter, like a spirit, come turning this corner. And she runs through a lot of you and into this room. And you see her kind of pantomiming, shutting a door and locking it and putting the key in her pocket. And she has this small 
child, a small like boy, probably no more than like four or five years old in her arms. And he's terrified and he is crying. And then that is when you hear the man imploring for Oleander to come out. Can I ready an action? You may. Okay. What are you readying? First, the next thing that comes around that corner is getting hit with Ralitham's psychic lance. <laughs> okay. All right. That, that's a, just Victor is like tensed. All right, Abby, what are you doing? You don't need to. Oh, okay. I'll prep a firebolt for that matter. Okay, roll for me, Abs. Holy shit. Okay. All right. So you guys see as this is happening, this black dog appear in the room where you guys are like hiding, mm-hmm. and it like runs out of the room and then starts going down the hallway and disappears around the corner, but simultaneously. What? As that is happening, you hear Oleander say the confused and scared father, and you then hear a gasp. Saleya, behind you, from this, there is a, because it's not there. I'll, I'll let you guys change your arrangement if you want to, because it's not there because I couldn't fit it on the map. There is a spiral staircase where you were standing, Saleya. There is? Yes. I couldn't fit it on the map because it, it wouldn't fit oh. the way that I built the map. But there is a spiral staircase there leading down. You could still stand there. But just okay, know so that I'm that's kind of guarding the top of the staircase. Yeah, so okay. Saleya, you watch the top of the stairs. I got this corner. So, Saleya, <laughs> you see a wraith coming up the stairs, and it doesn't seem to pay you any mind. It moves through you. You get a little, oh, the willies. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping that firebolt, like, trained on it, like, Vic. T- and then it, it continues to move down the hallway. If it goes through the door. Okay, if it starts to go through the door, I, I go pew. Yep. Okay. And it runs past you guys out the hall and around the corner towards the stairs. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yes, Abby, he would. Sorry. Secret things, you guys. Can I look into the room and see if Charlie's still there after the black dog ran out. Yes, you may. And you look in there and Charlie's not there. Now. Motherfuck. Some bitch. Stop. <laughs> and so you guys hear, it's very close now. You hear Oleander start screaming and you hear voice or like footsteps coming up the stairs closer to the third floor landing where you guys are you hear oleander just distraught and pleading with her father to let her go to leave to leave them alone and you hear her father just joyous at finding his daughter alive and then realizing that she's not under a spell she's here of her own free will and then he hears the muffled sounds of a cries of a baby. You hear the sound of a door opening and slamming shut. And then you see these wraiths come around the corner, heading down the hallway. And psychic lance on whichever one is in front. All right. Uh, I'm going to let loose that fireball right alongside him. So you guys get these attacks off and there's something different about this haunt where the first time it happened, it seemed as though they might be more focused on you and it seems as though they are now more focused on what is actually happening it's almost like they're not even there anymore so like your attacks hit them and it does damage uh so you guys can go ahead and roll the damage because they're not trying to like resist them or anything 22 and they're incapacitated hey Soleil, you were in that room back there can you see the grave from that window can i see if i can see the grave through the window well, you were already in there, weren't you? So this would be saying if you looked out the window or not, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to look out the window and see if <laughs> it's the gray, because I'm still next to a window. Yeah, hold on. Give me a second. All right. All right. So how much damage did uh, you do, Victor? 22 and end cap, <laughs> which I don't know what that looks like for a ghost. Oh, looky. 
Okay. Friends for Yarkris. Oh, goody. So, how much damage did the first one do? You said? I'm sorry? 24? 22. And then I think McKay did I, I like did 14. Oh, by all means, do it. Okay. That's um, me, so, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, it does the damage. And so that one's incapacitated. It's not moving. But like I said, it seems as though something's different about this one. And you're not quite sure why but the one that's incapacitated does stay there but they continue on i'm not going to move them because that's like way too much shit in this hallway but they do move down past you guys and they kind of just like it's weird because like like they move through you even though they're not supposed to be corporeal or incorporeal whatever that word is they can't get the door open because it's locked oleander's father commands them to bar the door any way possible and they start jamming these pikes into the door frame and he traces the sigil on the door and when he's done they leave the hall and then you watch as these whites all of them except for her father seem to just kind of go about their way like some of them go down the stairs past you Soleia. And you just hear more sounds of like murder and pillaging and destruction. I'm kind of like pressed against the wall, like trying my damnedest not to let these things pass through me. And you watch, you watch her father, what you're assuming to be her father, turn the corner and then you hear a door open. He killed his grandchild. And you hear, you hear him start shouting. You hear him say, you are a witch and a consort to demons. Your vile offspring is dealt with, and now you shall return home to stand trial for your wickedness. A stake awaits you now in purifying fire. You are my daughter no more. You hear um, a pause. Are you guys wanting to do anything like I while do, this is happening? I do. Victor and, sorry, Troyvok and Yarkris, can you step aside, please? I mean, I suppose, since you asked so nicely. <laughs> Victor is going to try and get as close to him as he can. Real quick, these these three boys are not here, right? I can I can just move through. Yeah, they're not there. Just pretend they're not there. As you are getting close, mm-hmm. and this would be she would be saying this as you are like coming into the room because that's just how that's how okay. talking in time works. You hear Oleander say, "No love have you known in your life, father, not for my mother, or my brother, nor for me, not even." For your God, have you known love? But for only the esteem of men, have you ever given thought? May your God look down on you now and know that you are a ruiner of love and vanquisher of light and beauty. Long have we worked and pined to bring into this world the token of our love. Now that you have murdered, never again may you know anything but the hour in which you found the bottom of your rotten soul. Not until I am returned, my own heart's desire. May your God forsake you all. And then she turns and hurls herself out the window. Fuck. There's a pause. Mm-hmm. And last time, the spirits dispersed. Mm-hmm. This time, they haven't. But you hear out in the third floor landing, you hear, well, who's still there? So Taria and Octa's still out there. They would still see this. Charlie, where did you go? Oh, you, I'm, you, I am in the abyss. <laughs> okay, away. you're in. You're in. Here, away. I helped you. I found me. I was moving me around in the darkness. Okay. Put yourself where you want to be. I have. Trayvok, where are you? You're right in the doorway. You would be able to see this. So Yarkris, Charlie, and Trayvok would... I don't know where Soteria and Octa probably would have went to, like, the front door of this room. So you said the wraiths dispersed, but, like, the whites are still no, there? They're, no, they, they're still there. They're just, like, oh. roaming around. Okay. They just moved on except for the dad. The dad is the only one that hasn't moved on, which is why we're in the room with him. And yeah. the murder is happening. 
So you hear Charlie, Yarkris, and Trayvok. Well, Yarkris and Trayvok kind of just like out of the corner of your eye because you're in the doorway. You see Oleander reappear in the third floor hall or in the third floor landing. Charlie, you see this clearly. You see her like looking around and then you hear these tap, tap, tapping of little footsteps coming from the hallway where you guys were all like clustered like sardines and you see Octa out there just a quick question yeah i don't yeah octa um, octa probably would have gone here let's assume and you see this small spirit of a little boy come running down the hall and he goes mommy and you see oleana turn and her eyes widen and she starts crying as she kneels down, holds out her arms, and the small child runs in her arms, she wraps him in a hug, and they vanish in a soft light. Trayvok, witnessing this, this whole time, your hammer, mm-hmm. which is usually on fire, so you would think, you know, it's normally... It a sure little, do be that way. It sure do be that way. It is abnormally warm, almost as though it's angry at the situation. Mm. Upon watching this and seeing a mother reunited with her child, your hammer glows. You see it shift in your hand. Okay. And there is a bright flash of fiery light. You guys kind of have like have to like shield your eyes. And when you look down at your hammer, the designs in it are now more pronounced. It looks less worn. There are more spaces where there is fire on it. And whatever you've done, the freeing of a poor soul, the reunification of a family has caused the pyre mall to awaken. Yeah, we leveled up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and as that happens, you look to the spirit in front of you. Mm. And fucked up, son. <laughs> the man seems to be aware now of its presence and it sees all of you around it. And Trayvok, for some reason, and you did not cause this yourself, you're very angry. For some reason, you're not quite sure why, but your body kind of involuntarily goes into a rage. Uh, <laughs> and as you go into a rage, you know, your usual spirits of your ancestors come out. Except this time, there's one more that you don't recognize. A female dwarf wearing old-looking armor, also holding a phantom version of the Pyramal. She looks down at you, kind of like smiles knowingly, nods once, and like darts right at the father. And Victor, what did you want to do? I had something else planned, but I think I have a better option now. <laughs> I look at the recently aware spirit and say, friend, you're about to have something that is a rare treat. Wasting <laughs> death a second time, and that's going to go ahead and be unsettling words. <laughs> okay. And I'm just going to back away. A smackdown is about to happen. Y'all can either count that as bardic inspiration for Trayvok or unsettling words to the spirit, whichever is better. But yeah, <laughs> nah, I'm good with that. <laughs> Wait, has initiative started yet? No. Okay, I'm going to walk over by Trayvok real quick. <laughs> I want to be near Trayvok just for a second. No reason. You know what? You know what? I, I pat Trayvok on the on on the back. I just go go get him, Tiger, <laughs> and I, I cast haste on Trayvok. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh no! All right, you cast haste on Trayvok. Yeah. <laughs> sure do. All right. Curiosity, can I do heat metal on the pyre ball? <laughs> okay. Okay. Keep in, keep in mind, I'm holding it. It's also it's on fire. Like, I thought that you would be somewhat immune to that. <laughs> you have leather straps to protect your hands. 
yeah, uh, I am currently raging holding a hammer. I'm not going to be like, oh, hold oh yeah. on, my buddy Victor is going to heat this up. Let me. <laughs> yeah, no, he's very angry. Okay, I was just trying to think how I could help. <laughs> like, like, I, like, I appreciate the thought, but... I'm going to just... A magic sword. Nah, you know what? Actually, I do have something that could help. Before I back away, I uh, look at the wraith and say, don't move, and I'm casting geese. Oh. Oh. Punk. Okay, so he has to do what kind of a saving throw? Huh? What's the saving Wisdom. throw? Wisdom. Okay, well, that's not great. Yeah, that's a nine. Yeah, that ain't gonna do it. Yeah, don't move. <laughs> Mind, do you, do you know what geese is? Or call it? It does not prevent them from going against my command. It just hurts them if they do. Is it a charm? Fuck yeah, it is. It's a charm. So, you go to cast this. Mm-hmm. And it seems to, like, affect him a little bit, but he does seem to shake it off. Yeah, so be right. You can, you can kind of like, oh, guess he's immune to that. Oh, well. Now we will go ahead and roll initiative. We sure will. (laughs) Fucking terrible. 17. Oh, yeah. All righty, let's put y'all in order. Okay, so Leia, what did you, oh, I guess I should probably roll. I'm not going to, we're not going to do Octa because I don't, I don't have her character sheet. Yeah, we're just going to, we're going to put Octa in the corner. Everybody Nobody puts Octa in the corner. I put Octa <laughs> in the corner because we don't have a character sheet for her. I don't think Victor's initiative is zero. It's an eight. But. Looks like Yarkris and then Salea. Oh, wait, no, Charlie. Who has the higher decks? I'm assuming. Let's I see. have a zero plus to my deck. So, Charlie, okay. you're probably ahead of me. Yeah, probably. Oof. That's rough, buddy. All right. So first up is Charlie. What are you doing? Nobody knows where Charlie is, by the way. That is not true. I was going to say Trayvon can see me. Is the door open or closed? It's open. (laughs) We didn't close it. That is not relevant to your question. Charlie feels a almost like barbarian like rage inside her due to this spirit causing such grief to uh, another, but completely understands that this is something that Trayvok must do. And so I'm just going to hold off. I am not going to hold a spell either. I'm just going to politely pass. But I would like to say an initiative because if somebody were to be harmed, she would intervene to protect her party. Okay, Yarkris. What are we doing? I guess Ateria's in front of you. Let's see. I want to kill ghouls. This one. Here's the fun part. You can do that. This one. (laughs) Yeah. This one is not my target. I'm going to respectfully chase after this fucker. (laughs) You do that. (laughs) So Victor just sees Yarkers dip out of the room. (laughs) Coward! (laughs) I am not a coward! There's more than one! There's some out there? Yes! Ooh, playtime. <laughs> yeah, to be realistic, these would probably be more along these lines, like right here. Actually, this one's still like frozen. And you know what? Just for giggles. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. I am going to swing upon this guy, though. Okay. That is 29 to hit, and that is 24 to hit. Yeah, both of those hit. Okay. So 28 points of damage to him. And at least 12 of that is radiant, but it's all magical. How much in total? Well, hold on. Hold on. How much was it? Not the radiant. It was about 28 in total. Okay. Solid enough hit. Is that it for your turn? Yes. It is now looking at you. It is now angry. Good. Saleya, you're up. Time to play. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and do my, you know, like just 
bonus action ability and uh, activate Spirit of Fire. Okay. Boss fight time, baby! <laughs> See, let's get that extra 55 temporary hit points. And then I'm going to run out, out of the room, kind of semi-float run pat straight out of the room, straight at this guy, and just kind of stream at Yarkers, don't get close to me. And then I'm going to go Super Saiyan 2 and cast Investiture of Flame on top of it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, activating its line of fire ability right at that first one in front of me. So let's see. Yeah, it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Actually, wait, I can move a little bit further. I can get it right up. You know, when I said this building could be more on fire, I didn't mean it. <laughs> okay, so wait, what are you, you're going out here and you're doing what now? Attacking I'm this thing? I'm going investor of fire and activating its line of fire attack and at, at, at that same time. Yeah. Okay. Roll to hit. Uh, it's it's a saving throw. It needs to make a dex save. Dex save. Okay. Well, that's not that's not bad. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, that's a tw- uh, unnatural twenty. Okay, so it's gonna take half damage, but it also takes one d ten for being within five feet of me for the first time or ending a turn uh, because of your your spell, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, gonna roll the the line of fire first. So that's it's only fourteen damage, but then I also get that d ten. Actually, no, wait, it's only seven damage. Sorry, because he succeeded the save. But another. Are you wait? Were you activating your thing that I gave you, like our homebrew thing? Yeah. That costs an, that's an action to activate it, sweetie. Well, fine. I'll Is... just go investiture of flame then for now. Okay. I didn't see that was supposed to be an action. Yeah, it is an action. Do you say these are wraiths or whites? Uh, these are whites. Okay. Okay. So anyway, I'm still doing the investor of flame abilities then. So that's still the line of fire and the uh, being within five feet of anything. Yeah, it'll take what 14 damage just right now. Okay, just from being in your vicinity. Well, and getting hit with the line of fire, even though it did get cut in half, but it's still seven damage. Next up is Hemlock. He is going to let's see who's. I mean, so Terry, is that where you wanted to be? Where did you want to be? Um, no, I didn't really like want to be there, but also when I moved my character into this room, it was very crowded. So I'm, it's whatever. Well, I'm assuming you probably would have been like over in this corner. Yeah, that's what I was aiming for, basically. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, he's just going to, everybody's the same distance. He's just going to run forward to Trayvok and he's going to just reach out and try to claw at you. That is going to be a 19 to hit. And I'm pretty sure that hits. Yeah, even with haste, that hits by one. It's fine. Oh God, I need more dice than this. You're going to take 30 points of necrotic damage. And then give me a constitution saving throw. Sure. 24. All right. This like, it like saps your energy, but you kind of like whatever side effect might have happened, you managed to shrug it off. That is going to be the end of his turn. So Terry, you were up. Okay. So I'm going to move over here. Away and... from the big scary ghost. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to, okay. So I'm going to use my quickened feet to turn an action into a bonus action. Um, so I'm going to lightning lure the guy to me, which okay. is a uh, strength saving throw. Oh, wait, hold on. And a measure again. Oh, I got to move one closer. By the way, just a uh, reminder, Trayvok, do not forget your haste. Strength oh. saving throw? Okay. Yes. Strength saving throw. That will be a 15. No, that's my spell DC is 15. So it does save. Ah, just barely. Okay. And then, and then as my actual action... Um, I Does it do any damage? No, I don't think okay. so. 
Let's succeed on a strength saving throw. Be pulled up to 10 feet in a straight line towards you and then take 1d8 lightning damage. Well, that's okay. He's still within 10 feet of me. So I'm going to thunder step out of there, which is a constitution saving throw. And what's the radius for that? 10 feet. That's an unnat 20. Yeah, that saves. So then I, okay, that... That one he does still take damage. I'm gonna thunder step out of there. Is this door open? There is no door. Oh, that's not a door. Well, there is a door there. It's a doorway, but the door is like broken. Oh, okay. Da da da. Do I want to go out there? Or do I want to stay in this death room? I guess I'm gonna thunder step back here. Okay. And so he will take half of three d10. 12, 14, so seven, seven points. Okay. Uh, and Victor, how long does your, the thing that you did on the other white last? It's like. Oh, it was one round. Okay. So it's, it's fine now. Yep. Uh, now it is the white's turn. This one's going to attack Yarkris. Be my guest. Be my <laughs> guest. Put my shield to the test. Uh, he's going to reach out and attack you. A 19 does not hit you because you have, I'm assuming you have your shield up, right? Yes. Okay. And then it's going to try to swipe at you again. Oh, okay. That is a 23. Exactly. So it hits you. Yay. I hit your Chris. So exciting, you guys. Aren't you excited? Mm. Not for that, but yeah. 15 points of necrotic damage. So, question. Mm-hmm. Did yes. the um, did something else wear off? Protection from good or evil? Um, Hold on. How long does it last? <clears throat> that's what I'm checking. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Then, so that, that's then no, no, probably not. It's still active. What does that do? Protection? Advantage. Yeah. Disadvantage <laughs> on attack rolls. Yep. <laughs> okay, yep. so then it doesn't hit. Didn't we eat pie this morning? Correct. You did. You did take pie. You ate pie for necrotic this morning. So Trayvok had resistance to damage. Yeah. 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 So catch. Yeah. Keep that in mind. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So it doesn't hit you either time. (laughs) Oh, that's fine because this one will just attack Saleya. First attack. That's going to miss. Second attack. That's also going to miss. This one will move in. What's her speed? Can't hit fire, bitch. This one's going to move in next to you. You're on fire, but they're they're dead people. Oh, you do not have disadvantage against you because you take don't have a D10 damage. That's fine. He'll take it. Roll a D10 for me. Also the other one because he ended his turn within five feet. Of me. Okay, roll the damage. Oh. Okay, seven, seven. Take seven damage. Yep. That's a 23 to hit. I think that hits you. Yes. I can can still cast an instant spell even if I'm concentrating, right? As long as it doesn't require concentration. Shield. Fucking goddamn it. I'm never going to be able to hit you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. So, what was the damage on that D10? Uh, They each took seven damage. All right. It's going to try and swipe at you, but there's no way, even if it gets a nat 20, it can't fucking hit you. This one gets here. So, I'm just going to do that same seven damage for this guy. Oh, I know. That's right. You're not looking too good. That's it for this guy. These guys. Victor, you're up. All right, so I'm going to move up here, then over here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and take my bonus action of Misty Step. And okay. now I'm over here. Okay. Hello, Whites. Um, this isn't really about you, but unfortunately, it's also not really about me either. So I'm going to need all of them plus, and I'm sorry, Havoc and Saleya to make a charisma saving throw. Is this in a cone? Actually, hang on. No, nope, this is radius within 10 so feet you, of me. 
So then oh. also Yarkris. No. Yeah, I said Havoc, but yeah, I meant that. What? Oh, okay. You don't even know what it is. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so kind of, chari- kind of charisma like saving card? throw. Nope. Do I have any kind of bonus? Sorry, You get a plus two. Well, are you ten away from me? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. Okay, so, am I am I in this little? You are not. So, so sixteen save, Victor. It does not. Fuck. <laughs> does a twenty-five save? It does. These two succeeded. These two did not. Okay, so I damage. I it's not damage. I don't oh. know that Soleil or Yarkris have seen this, but Charlie has. Bone, I have. Skeletal wings come from Victor's back, and. Uh, yeah, Solea, you are now stricken by fear of me. No, he's not. No? No, I'm immune to frighten, and so is everybody There's... within my air- area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yorkus, I love you. Dope. You forgot that ability when the last time you used it? Yeah, he's Apparently, he's a yeah. fancy paladin. Yeah. He's a fancy, <laughs> fancy paladin. Cool. I'm a weird bard. <laughs> You're a weird bard, and he's a fancy paladin. (laughs) My aura of courage, you are not frightened, and anybody friendly within 10 feet is not frightened. All right, dope. Uh, Is that it for your turn, Victor? I don't think I have any other bonus actions. All righty. Trayvok. that's it. (laughs) You're up. Swing, buddy. Uh, I was going to say, I'm a man, well, dwarf, with a mission. (laughs) I see Ghost Dad in front of me, and he, and he, he is not a friend, so we're going to swing. And it's going to be 25 to hit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So that is going to yeah, be. Up, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that's going to be 10 regular damage and three fire damage. Okay. And, and then I do it again. And then you do it again. 23 to hit. Oh, yeah. And that is going to be. God, math is hard. 11 regular damage and one fire. Okay. And then. Okay. Uh, We're going to nat 20 crits. Oh, no. Damn, son. So that's going to be. With brutal critical. 42 damage, uh, 10 of which is fire. Damn. The smack is down has been commenced <laughs> yeah and 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 i just imagine as trayvok's doing this it's kind of like someone with a keller guard flag just like twirling it except the twirling is the hammer into him <laughs> i love that because i was in color guard and i know exactly what you mean i love it so much okay and that- uh, and i've attacked three times i'm very hasty and i i'm right where i want to be so i think that's gonna be it harley what do wow Freaking no, man. There's some wraiths in here hurting your friends. Uh, yeah. There's some trying. whites. <laughs> and sorry. They're trying. Look, I see that. Okay. Oh, don't worry. It's about to be all sorted out. Okay. I am going to use my bonus action and expend a bardic inspiration for mm-hmm. a Tales from the Beyond. Okie dokie. Okay. So like a dark spirit speaks with me and don't use the Ouija board. What is it, it right? <laughs> it says we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. You will die in seven days or just for our DM here. Would you like to play a game? I hate you. <laughs> what, what is it? 
What is so, it do, Abs? So, uh, I get a Avenger tail, and I'm going to use my action to give that to Yarkreth. And so, essentially, now you just hear in the void this tale of this advent- avenging spirit. And I'm actually going to like change the lyrics to make it about the the woman that is now taking avenge upon these souls um, after life, after being reunited. And then for the next minute, whenever a creature the target can see within 30 feet of it is damaged by a creature, the target can use its reaction to deal force damage equal to my ins- my bardic inspiration dice. Hell yeah. <gasps> nice. Ooh. <laughs> and so that lasts for up to a minute. Um, very, very and nice. my, my bardic inspiration dice currently, I believe, is just a D8, but it might be different. Let me check. Yarkris, we're going to play some fuck fuck games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlie, is that it for your turn? That was bonus action and um, action. So, yeah. Okay, Yarkris, you're up. I'm still invisible because I didn't cast a spell. Oh no! <laughs> Play some fuck fuck games, Yarkris. Oh, I plan to. Wait, because twenty three hit him. Um, yeah, it's okay. a white. Okay, I'll hold that one for a minute. I'm gonna go ahead and swing once on the one in front of me. Okay, nine plus two, so eleven in total. Eleven damage. He's okay. still up. He's okay. still up. Plus. Technically, he was taking damage, so I'll go ahead and do a uh, D8 just for giggles. So, no, so the way it reads is it's it's like a defensive mechanism. Uh, So if somebody is attacked in our party, you can then basically like hellish rebuke type of them, where you can then hit the person that attacked our party with a D10, actually, of force damage. The wording was very confusing. I had to reread it four times. So somebody made a mistake... But we'll go ahead and roll with it. Okay. So 24 to hit. Mm-hmm. Seven points of damage there. Give me one second, because you know what? I'm going to expend two tokens. Nope, just one. Just one slot, because I'm going to do a double to mine spite. Okay. So seven plus eight more radiant damage. It looks really hurt, but it's okay. still standing. Now, because I can, bonus action. I put shield of faith on Victor. Okay. What's that do? A shimmering field appears and surrounds a creature of your choice within range, granting it a plus two to AC for the duration. Up Neat. to ten minutes. Alrighty. Salaya, you are up. Yeah, I'm just gonna... You are surrounded. I'm gonna target a line down through, down through about there. Okay. Can, can I wing yeah. all three of these guys? Yeah, you can wing all three of them, yeah. Alright. Alright. Line of fire. I have a question for Salaya. Yo, dog, what up? This is going to be a message. So you go ahead and do what you're doing. Are you sure you want me to do it now? or do you Yes. So that line of fire, those, all three of them are going to need to make dick saves. All right. The first one, that's probably going to fail. That's only a 10. That's an 8. That's an 11. So they all fail. Nah, brah. <laughs> What's the damage? That's uh, not much, but they each take 17. All right. Well, this one, he's dead. Oh. Hooray. This one, that one dead. Yay. How is that one dead? And mine's still up. Because that was the one that Victor hit previously. Oh. Um, You said 17 damage, right? Yes. 
Okay. Anything else for your turn? These guys are going to take damn. Oh, no, it's at the end of their turn, not your turn. Can I use my move action? Plans for later. Can I use my move action as, as a regular action to go Super Saiyan 2? No, you cannot use a move action as an action action. Uh, okay. A move action is a move action. Okay. Okay, Hemlock is up next, and he's going to take... It's going to take a swing at you. That's going to fucking miss. What the fuck? Come on. That is an unnat 20 to hit, so that hits you. So that's going to be 23 points of necrotic damage. And the resist is half? Yeah, resist is half, so you're going to take 11 points. And then I need you to give me another constitution saving throw. Uh, Nat 20, which makes it a 25. It's been a hold on you. Whatever he's trying to do is not working. I'm a hearty lad. Oh yeah, you are. Alright, so Teria, you're up. I'm going to Witch Bolt at 4th level. 23 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Nice. Fourth level. 29 points of damage. Okay. Anything else for you? No. That's it. Okay. So next up is the White's turn. So this one against Yarkris is going to take two swings at you. But let's see. It's it's not going to hit at all. <laughs> and then these two down here with Alea are going to swing at her. And also because... Is shield still up, right? No, that's only one turn. Okay, so it's still not gonna hit. And then someone's gonna move in on Victor. And let's that see one if- was not afraid of me. Is that correct? Wait, that's the one that got up, isn't it? So it was not in range. Yeah, it wasn't in range. Okay, nineteen to hit your AC. Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah, What's your hit. AC plus two? Thirteen. So it's his 15. is fifteen right now with a plus two. Yep. He is squishy bard. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be 11 points of necrotic damage halved to five. five. Okay. And then so give me take, a constitution saving throw. So I take two points of necrotic damage? Thank you. Wait, what? You're not touching my bard. Oh, you're going to use your shield. <laughs> not touching my bard. <laughs> okay. Um, but, still, but still give no me a copy. Do I make the con or would have it? Tra- then Havoc would make Yarkers. the tra- uh, Yarkris would make the dexterity save or the constitution saving throw. So in that 20, 26. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> I can't hit you guys for anything. I'm a beefy boy. <laughs> I'm the other beefy boy. <laughs> There's actually kind of three beefies because it's pretty beefy too, actually, especially for a spellcaster. Yeah, it's freaking dumb. <laughs> That's it for these guys' turns. They're going to take damage from your fire, right, Salea? How much fire damage? Roll me that uh, D10. Let's see, a D10 for both those boys. Uh, oh, one's going to take a 10. The other's going to take eight. Okay. Uh, that's it for the... Victor, your okay. turn. I, can I get a yes, no on the message I sent you? Oh, what? Sorry. I don't pay really pay attention to my messages when I'm DMing. Yep. Sure, it's just flavor. I don't care as long as it doesn't... Affect, no. It can't change... It can't change the damage type. It won't. No, it won't. It won't. So after seeing Yarkris take that hit for him, Victor looks both appreciative, but even angrier. Like, this is probably the angriest any of you have seen him. And, oh, the craziest of eyes. And it's funny that you say that because Victor normally has fairly dark eyes. They're not black. They look like actual voids. Oh, shit. Like the blackest black. Like, yeah. Like, there's just nothing there. Like, like Anish Kapoor is black. (laughs) Yeah. He looks at this wraith that uh, Yarkris is facing, and he's going to need to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, okay. That's not going to be 
Okay. Oh, okay. 18? That does save, but he still takes 11 points of necrotic, but probably has resistance to that, I'm guessing. Oh, he's dead now. (laughs) 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 Okay. So, just in lore, somebody swung at Victor, Yarkris took it instead, and he stared down a white until it died. (laughs) What was that spell? Or what was that? Uh, So, that was a combination of the spell, which is Eye Bite. And I was trying to do something with that, but the damage is an additional feature of my necrotic uh, necrotic shroud, where I can just tack on 11 necrotic damage to any spell or attack. Nice. Yeah. So, so that's it for Victor. <laughs> no, hang on, hang on. Oh? Did you check your DM? Uh, Discord? Mm-hmm. I guess Victor's going to move right up around here. He's going to move away. Yeah. That guy's going to take an attack of opportunity. Okay. Yeah, he's going to miss because that's a three on the die. Yeah, that's <laughs> not going to do. You just saw this man stared someone to death. So. Swing sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't really want to hit. <laughs> if looks could kill. And they In can. In Victor's case, they can. Literally. All right, Trayvok, you are up. You got you're facing off a big bad ghost down in say, here. I'm a I'm a man on a mission. I'm gonna start swinging. Twenty two to hit. Yeah, and then All I right. started swinging. And again and again. Yeah. So this one is gonna be twelve regular three fire damage. Fifteen. Okay. Sixteen to hit. Yeah, that hits. It's gonna be fourteen damage. Six fire. So twenty. Alrighty. And Last attack. I was going to say hasty hit. 27. Yeah, that hits. Cool, cool, cool. And that's going to be 16 regular and one fire. And I and I just keep on staring him down. And Trayvok's like, I could do this all day. Trayvok, <laughs> how would you like to unalive this unalive thing? <laughs> so I guess like, like the initial hits I described as like very like flowing and artistic. This this one is literally like, and I'm trying to figure out how to time this out with only three hits, but it's 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 an overkill swing. It's like bam, 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 <laughs> like just just three really quick, really hard, like bonk you on the head hits. Like bam, bam from the Flintstones. Yeah, it just shoves his head down into his shoulder blades. Yeah, like, like <laughs> you know when you're trying to kill a bug and you want to make sure it's dead. Yes. The, yeah, that's what yes. this is like. Okay. And. And, like, as it comes down the final time, Trayvok is just, like, still raging, like, a little bit of spittle in his mouth, just, like, that deep, heavy breathing. Like, like, like still in the moment, like, like ready to go again, if need be. Trayvok, right. okay over there, I hear your drool hitting the floor. And <laughs> It is that, sizzling. With Don't that. Yeah, no! <laughs> as Hemlock, with his last dying undead breaths, fades away and crumbles into ash, you're not sure what's going on in the conservatory. So Terry's the only one that sees it, sees what's going on. But the whites around you kind of, like, stop what they're doing, scream in agony, and kind of, like, burn up into flames and ash and disappear. Damn. Dibs. And you've survived. And you see one more spirit appears over here. It's the house servant, Vinicule, that you met out in the graveyard. He looks at you, smiles, gives a deep bow, says thank you, and then vanishes. Real quick, Charlie would like to, um, since Victor's right in front of her, 
She's going to put her hand in his and lean forward and whisper in his ear, you're you're beautiful, Victor, and kiss his cheek. And then she's going to drop invisibility. Victor smiles, which is a pretty upsetting visage for most people, considering the fact that he looks basically like a demon at this point. God, he does. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, you've just got the the black pit of death eyes. And And skeletal wings. Yeah, yeah, this is this is like when you tell like the horror that smiling makes you look like less intimidating and it doesn't work. Alrighty, to just like wrap the manor up so that we don't have to necessarily come back to it next next time we play. Mm-hmm. Is there any like last minute things that we can that you guys want to do that we can just paraphrase? Put just all of their remains to rest. Yep. Coming out of your Chris's mouth as I am sad. <laughs> Oh, Victor looks at Yarkris and smiles again, still just looking like a demon. Yep. Trayvok, as the haste spell wears off, seizes up. I am, I am retired. <laughs> and then drops. So, uh, Saleya, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a thing. That's a thing. That. That's a thing. 17. Plus you're two. fine. A little tired, but you're fine. If we want to just take a little rest here, I can make Trayvok, Solea, and somebody else regain all of your stuff. I'm, what does it regain? Uh, basically, if we take a short rest, I can cast a uh, catnap, and essentially three people will have gained basically a long rest during that short rest period. Oh. Well, so that uh, if, like... So that if Trayvok is exhausted, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what the the end of haste is, is no, you get a level of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. No, it's just oh. uh, the target can't move or take actions. It's next turn as a wave of lethargy sweeps over. Yeah. It. So it's literally so just for like six seconds. One turn. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Having said that, I I do look like I might be about 73 out of 142, hypothetically, (laughs) you know, if we were to assign a number to it. So I wouldn't turn it down to regain some utility. I mean, I can touch you if you would like. (sighs) Promises, promises. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I look at your Hey, you're engaged. That doesn't stop me from healing him. I have all my health, but I certainly wouldn't turn down a utility regain. Yeah, that's all I was saying is like if people used abilities that require a long rest, I can can give us an hour versus eight to regain those abilities. And that way we're starting fresh next session as well. Yeah. I'll take it. Yep. Because I did use a couple higher level spell slots there. Okay, so Solea, Trayvok to regain HP, I'm guessing. Yeah, but if, if if other people have a better use for it, like and I'm Victor. still a decent chunk. Are you doing? You're doing catnap. Yeah, I was gonna cast catnap. I mean, if if Victor's only or if Trayvok's only doing it to gain HP, and somebody else needs it to gain like smite points or something, then I can just heal. Yeah, no, the heal target is only huh? going to gain the benefits of a short rest. What? It's the short rest. Catnap is catnap is for a short rest in uh, ten minutes. Oh. Okay. See, I didn't even read it. I was just remembering. I mean, we could also wrong. just long rest. Yeah, but most people are not going to gain the abilities that they would, that we would need for mm. a long, short rest. So never mm. mind. Forget I said anything. Rip, 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 rewind. That's fine. I can I can do lay on hands for Trayvok. Or heal, heal, hands? healing hands, rather. <laughs> it's something. I mean, I mean, I I can cast healing words and give him like thirty HP. 
I just like the idea of all of you like crowding around and it's like a sports yeah. movie where you're all just like or 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 it's like uh in Space Jam when they're like taking their spirits out of the ball, you're just all like laying your hand on Trayvok. I just imagine Victor gives you an eleven hit point high five. Nice. Yeah. Alright. So take your eleven hit points. <laughs> There's your pyramol. I mean, I in the give video. you. I could give you a fifty-five. Cool. All right. So as you do your healing, take your little rests, whatever you guys want to do, and then you gather yourselves up, gather up the remains of the dead, bury them in the graveyard. I wanted to go to the crypt and look for the vampire's remains because I'm assuming he was in the crypt when they lit it on fire. Yes. And bury him and his wife. Is her remains still outside the window? No, her remains are buried. In the cemetery? Uh-huh. Okay. So I would like to create a grave next to her on either side. One for her husband and one for their son. Their son already has a grave. Yep. Victor Bartol will... already has one, yes. But his remains help. weren't in there, were they? <laughs> his remains, no, the remains were not in there, but the okay. grave is already dug. Well, then we'll put them in there. Okay. Hey, Trayvok. What's your health look like after 11 high five? Uh, hypothetically, it looks like about 84 out of 142. Take 50. Like five zero? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Also, DM, because I'm kind of dumb and could not hear like the first half of the session, the female dwarf holding the pyramid that I saw as I was just thrown into a rage, I don't recognize her as a part of anything that we just did. That, that was just a bonus character that we unlocked as a part of doing this narrative, correct? Yeah, it is It is a spirit that came from your hammer. Okay, so the, the, the reason I ask is, like, I wouldn't expect to find her grave or anything around the property. No. Okay, cool. There were no dwarves or anything of the like. These were all, like, humans or vampires. No okay, dwarves were harmed in the making of this film. Okay, nope. then I'm... Then I'm good for this place. As soon as we gather up everything, Victor is going, like, as soon as the bodies are laid to rest, Victor is going to try and take one step out through the front gate. Yeah, after you finish laying everybody to rest, you make your way up to the front gate, and very hesitantly and carefully, you put one foot through the gate and step out through it. Artemis? We all follow behind, I guarantee it. <laughs> Exit, stage left, everyone. Artemis? <laughs> so you walk out into the ruins, the remaining ruins of this growing, what was a growing town, and you're calling out for <laughs> Artemis, and you hear a rustle in a nearby tree, and you kind of like look up, and you see Artemis like, hiding in the branches with the little pouch of food that you left him. I smile and, he, like, and hold up my arm. And he comes down and he flies and lands on your arm. We're back. Mm -hmm. So you gather up Artemis. You get on your flying carpets because you motherfuckers never have to buy horses. <laughs> it's later in the afternoon now. It's going to be dark by the time you make it back to never winter but you think you can make it back there before the worst of the nightfall hits just for flavor victor is playing the bagpipes on the ride back i'm assuming you guys are going to go and try to immediately find the last place yes yeah where are you looking for it i'm not looking for it intentionally i'm thinking about the mask that i had previously lost okay and just wandering the street i'm looking the last place we found it so as you guys wander yeah, and you kind of head back to because he said that you might be able to find him and you might be able to find the last place in the last place you found it. 
as you walk through the streets, the quiet streets of Neverwinter, and you make it back to the alley where you found the shop originally, you find that it's still there. I go through the door. You walk in, little bell above the door, ding, 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 ding. You see the little, like, hand helper that's just like a severed hand that, like, walks on its own, like, scurrying around on the shelves, kind of, like, organizing things. And you see Nathaniel behind the counter standing there and he sees you when you walk in and he's, oh, you're back. Yeah, I'm not happy, but we'll 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 let that Um, one slide. I'm I'm sorry. What did you find? Is everything all right? Everything is laid to rest. I'll leave it at that. Which one is this? Nathaniel, okay. the living one. That's good to hear. And then he, as you say that, like, Alistair comes out of, like, a wall, because that's what spirits do. And he's, that is good to hear indeed. Yes, we found your sister and her child. who laid both of them to rest. So when you say you found his sister, he looks surprised. And then he and Alistair look at each other. And they look back at you and Nathaniel kind of sighs. And he says... So you found that out? Yes, and we also learned something else. What was that? A great deal of many things while we were there. So you said that we only had to try. We could come back if... Of course. If it was too dangerous, yes, of course you could come back. So how do you propose that we were to do that when we were bonded there magically? I'm sorry, what? Have you ever had someone come back? We've only ever sent probably two groups there. Well, that's not an answer. Did they come back? No, but we just assumed that they just... They died. And you see, he goes pale. You sent them to their death not knowing any better. And he, like, has to grip the counter and you see Alistair in his ghostly form support his husband the best that he can. And he looks devastated. Charlie's gonna reach over, go over and, like, touch his shoulder. Look, we all made mistakes and she looks around the group. I intended to kill everyone I have, though. We've all made mistakes. Now you know. Be more cautious and mindful of things you send people on. We had no idea it was like that. Your sister had placed a dark, dark, dark curse on the place, preventing anything or anyone from leaving until she had been reunited with her son. So you, you did, you reunited them? Yes, we reunited them and put them both to rest. There's that at least. Oh, we had a deal, obviously, yes. And he pulls out this like basket that has all of your lost items in it. You can see his hands are kind of shaking a little bit. He sets this basket on the counter and here you are. I have something else I want. I'm not sure what else you could you... want from here. My brother's journal. It could not possibly be more lost. He's dead. I understand you probably don't have it now, but given what you put us through, I think it's only fair that should you come across that you render it to me. When did you lose it? About two and a half years ago. What What should we be looking for? It's a small leather-bound book, and it's pressed in silver with the word Ateus. We will keep an eye for it. Thank you. Charlie's going to hold her hand out to Victor. Victor, can I have the letters, please? He hands them over. I know you're probably not used to be returned with things that you have lost, but I thought you might want these. And she hands him the letters they had found in the desk. He takes letters and kind of like skims over them and smiles a little bit. You see like a tear or two like slip from his eyes. She's been hurting for a long time. I can't thank you enough. And I'm sorry for putting you and your friends in danger, but thank you. Well, I can only say that I'm happy that she's no longer suffering. She didn't deserve the fate she got. But we may call upon you in the future and may need your assistance. And I 
expect, based off of the understanding of what has happened to other parties you have sent there, and us fixing the wrongs, that you will call, you will answer our call if we need to. If we hear you and if you can find us, then yes. Is the uh, cloak in the basket of shit they gave us? Yes. I immediately reach for my holy symbol. I was going to say shit. I think you mean priceless personal items. Yes, you all have your priceless personal items. Mm -hmm. And Charlie takes the cloak out and walks over to uh, Saleya and kind of like fastens the cloak on Saleya. It looks pretty. You look good. Yeah, it looks really good. It's like this dark cloak with like very fine. It's very finely made. And like the interior of it is like a deep purple. It does go with my motif, doesn't it? It does. Oh, Volteria. Yeah, it's like dark leather with gold trim and kind of seems to occasionally shimmer with something. But it's like very, very dull. Now that it's in your hand, it kind of does the shimmering. But it's like it's very dull and it kind of just like other than just a dark leather cloak with gold trim, it doesn't look anything out of the ordinary. Charlie then turns to Soteria. Yeah. Uh, Soteria, uh, I have been reviewing my book more about our vestiges and reviewing it. I think you might want to pull that staff out and really look at it. Yeah, I was just about to ask. So you guys gather your newly reacquired belongings, make your way back out into the streets, and make your way back to the Cloud Spire Manor. Victor um, puts on the ring and looks more at home again. <laughs> Charlie puts her cute little mask on. Even, <laughs> yeah, even you put your mask on. And even though the ring has an R instead of a V, it's it's good to have a signet ring back on your finger. Mm-hmm. You guys make it back into the Cloud Spire Manor. And after regaling your tale of the day to Vittorio and Soteria's family. You retire for a well-deserved sleep. Yay. Okay. But Victor, I was gonna, oh. you have a dream. Well, it starts out more of a nightmare, really. And you've had it before the past six months that Ateas has been gone. Every once in a while, they become less frequent as the time has gone on and you've healed from the emotional backlash of losing your brother. But... It happens every once in a while. The replaying of the discovery of finding out that your brother is dead. And as this replays in your dream, you hear a voice in your head, a woman's voice. And she says, you couldn't even save your brother. What makes you think that you can save the rest of your family or the world for that matter? What makes you think that you can protect her and then in this darkened void that is your dream charlie appears and all her smiling happy bubbly attitude-ness the thing is you can't but with a little help and then you see thalia appears next to charlie and kind of like runs a finger down her cheek and charlie doesn't seem to react with a little help you can you think that no one sees who you truly are under that facade that you put forward but i do i see it all The exhilaration you feel when you see terror in a person's eyes, when you strike horror in their hearts, their fear powers you. It makes you stronger, and it should. You want Helm's approval, but you don't need it. You don't need wings from Helm to get the respect you want, the respect you deserve. You saw her reaction. She adores you, just as you are. And you were reminded of just a few hours ago when Charlie said that you were beautiful and kissed your cheek. And Thalia continues on. I 
can give you more of that power. I can teach you how to make the world bow at your feet. Can, can then, Victor say anything? Victor cannot say anything right now. Okay. Then you're standing on the balcony of a tall tower overlooking Waterdeep, your hometown. Banners of your family's crest fly from the rooftops and standing next to you, her arm linked with yours, is Charlie in the finest of clothes and jewels, staring up at you with love and adoration. This could all be yours. You and your companions can rule the Sword Coast and you can finally have everything that you deserve. This is a generous offer, Victor. Don't squander it. And then you fall into a dreamless sleep. And that's what we're going to call it for the night. Victor has words. <laughs> oh, I love it when Geek goes, Victor has words. Victor has words. Fuck. Havoc, you know what those words are, too. Fuck. I do not, because I'm refusing to remember those right now. All right, that's I don't know what these it. words are. <laughs> oh, I full well know. I just don't want to. That's what we're going to call it. Well, then, everyone, thank you for joining us. <laughs> it's been called. That's where I wanted to get to. I'm so happy. Yeah. Joey, you uh-huh. need to send me exactly what she said there because, yeah. You need to think it over? Mm-mm. I need to remember <laughs> it exactly. Okay. I don't need to think um, about it. <laughs> you want to do the outro? <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Inspirational Crits. We hope you enjoyed it, and um, we'll see what how I how angry I made Victor uh, the next time we play. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inspirational Crits. My name is Joey, and I'm the DM. Our players include Abby as Charlie, Aaron as Salea, Havoc as Yarkris. Alex as Trayvok, Tiffany as Soteria, Geek as Victor, and Eddie as Okta. We'll catch you in the next one. Remember, stay weird. Geek, can we teach your bird how to, like, whistle sea shanties? I am actively trying to. Yes. He was also actively trying to get it to whistle the fanfare from Final Fantasy. Yep. <laughs> he does it occasionally. It's hard to get him to do it on command, but I have heard him do it twice. It's going to be so much more tolerable when he does something other than car alarms. <laughs> Fuck off. Stop murdering <laughs> my pet. <laughs> you had to put your bird in nighttime mode. So yeah. he wouldn't make car alarm noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>